Koto, no my heart in my key, fill in his capsicum. Welcome to Fill in His Capsicum, a poetry podcast. Season five, would you believe it? And the Kopapa, the theme of this season is found poems, meaning the main subject of the poems in this season is something that has been stumbled across, maybe overheard, maybe read on a sign, not something I can take credit for, but have then used as the core and woven the fabric of words around it to form a narrative, much like a caterpillar in a chrysalis, I think, something like that. I feel like I should have practiced that more. But no, I feel like you know it. And... You may have just heard our guest for today, season five of episode one. Our guest is the one and only Daniel. Can I say your surname? Sure. Daniel Voice. I feel like it was a, a, a full name job. I don't know why. Uh, it's appropriate for an audio format as well. And if you say the one and only, if I said the one and only Daniel, that's just a lie, right? That is true. That is a very, very common name. Quite a few Daniels. Probably not the only Daniel Voice. Never mind. And the mad noises you can hear in the background. Uh, I should introduce the other sentient being in the room. Um, she's Jojo the cat. Kia ora, Jojo. How are you? He looks pretty good. He's pretty happy with his little wooden spoon running around. Yeah, ripping out charges and cables all over the show. Very good. Great to have a cat on the podcast. Um, God bye. Okay, Daniel. So let's kick off with a poem on, you know, on a poetry podcast. Um, here's your choices of poems all based around something I found, as I said earlier. Um, your choices are inside slash outside, tickle tickle, Neil, imprisoned pen, historic site, two ears, spoons, or land of confusion. See, I was going to go with tickle tickle, but I feel like the fact that Jojo is currently running around with a wooden spoon is just fate that we have to go with spoon it's i mean you can't ignore these things can you good on you joe the cat demands it we, cat we must demands. is it going to calm them down maybe all right let me leaf through the pages and find spoon chill out jojo it's coming okay spoons oh, i think this is fitting because i think this is maybe the oldest poem like the original thing i overheard and thought i need to write about that that's cool i might need to remove the cat from right next to the microphone you want to give a meow i'm not performing nice. for no one how much you get paid for this podcast is what jojo's saying what is free you're an idiot you're an idiot dad all right here's spoons a presumably young human gave some... That's not the start of the poem. <laughs> That's the page three, that is. 
don't know why. I feel I, like it's an appropriate place to start. I, I was panicking. I was like, this doesn't make sense already. I'm only three words <laughs> in. Um, okay, let's go from the start. Filippi meandered silently between the glass cases and informative plaques. He was actually losing interest in the contents of this particular room and was starting to wonder what wonders were in the next part of the museum. The sound of two voices in the adjacent adjacent space persuaded Pilipi to linger in the current area for a while in order to enjoy the solitude a little longer. Pilipi's musing about what awaited him in what must be no more than 10 paces time was in... I'll do that bit again. Pilipi's musing about what awaited him in what must be no more than 10 paces time was ended abruptly as one of the aforementioned voices gave a significant clue. Just think, now we can go to Tesco's and buy loads of spoons. A presumably younger human gave some kind of verbal but incomprehensible response, clearly not sharing the adult's enthusiasm for cutlery. Pilippi wondered what their story was. It was, after all, midday on a school day. Maybe a mum homeschooling her son and going for their termly trip. Maybe a more traditional school trip where the whole class, apart from this individual, had been sent back to school for inappropriate behaviour on the bus. A few moments passed before the two individuals who had been playing out these scenarios in Pilippi's head trotted past. Apparently doing the same route as Pilippi, but going the other way. Pushing aside questions about whether that directional choice was even allowed, Pilippi ventured into the next room, eyes already scanning for the inevitable cutlery. Minutes later, Pilippi started his third lap of the room. Two thorough laps complete and not a spoon in sight. It was an exhausted Pilippi who stopped off for some snacks at Tesco on the way home. As he approached the self-service checkout, he happened to pass the cutlery section and couldn't help but notice that between myriad knives and forks, the spoon section was completely empty. Heartbreaking. I think that's the first gasp I've had at the end of a poem. That's so a appreciate that. performative media. Yeah. So what do you think happened there, Daniel? I feel like it's, I'm testing you. <laughs> yeah, this is your um, is teacher it, vibes coming out again. Comprehension questions. Ah. Question one. What happened in the poem? Um, they went shopping looking for spoons and could not find said spoons. Do you think the people from the trip cleared out the spoons on the way home because they'd mentioned it at the trip? Well, they seemed like spoon enthusiasts, so mm. it's, a, it's a possibility. Or coincidence, maybe. Um, do you know where that was? No. That was in Leicestershire, in Leicester, at the Richard III Museum, which if you're ever in England, is pretty good. Yeah. When I was at the peak of my inter-kings and queens um, and learning all those, and then I revised the Richard III stuff before I got on the train. My mum got me first-class ticket to Leicester on the train as a some kind of present, and it was great. What does a what does a first-class ticket on a train entail? How fancy do you get? Uh, good question. Glad you asked. Um, <laughs> pretty much normal seat, but like on the on the on those kind of trains in England, you got like if you're in a facey facey each other situation, it's like a four. Yeah. Whereas in first class, it's just a one and a one. Oh. And there's with another upper class citizen that you can yeah. chat with. 
and I think is you get like a some kind of thing on the back of the chair, like some kind of cloth, which is maybe a bit cleaner than the back of a normal chair, like a kind. Oh, of... so they they clean the first class situation, <laughs> yeah. but the the commoners get the Government reused filth. filth. Yeah, and the tea is. I think the tea was free, and I think I got peanuts. I think I got peanuts. Listen to this free podcast. tea in England's pretty. Yeah, that's that's a lot it, of money they'd be spending. I don't know if it's still the case. That was a good few years ago, but that was a great. You can go and see where they found because that was the dude they found in the car park. Oh right! Park. And you can go and see the car park. You can go see the car park. Can't park in there. No, um, but you can see the spot, and they do like um, with lights, lasers maybe. I don't know. Maybe just lights. They beam in like because obviously they took the skeleton out, but they kind of beam in where it was so you can see how it was like laying and it got quite emotional you know some places you can kind of feel the history yeah i was like whoa that is pretty cool i don't know if i'd ever get emotional of some of that but like i would be it sounds pretty interesting yeah that was a good trip um so which which was the overheard part of the was the entire thing just a true story excellent question thank you for clarifying no the whole thing is absolute (laughs) nonsense the only thing that i heard was just think, now we can go to Tesco's and buy loads of spoons. I just remember thinking, is that the one and only time that <laughs> sentence has ever been said out loud? It is um, a very specific, not only just like a spoon, but like I need too many spoons. Well, you've absolutely hit the nail on the head there or hit the spoon on the handle. No, no. no yeah, I think a, a handle was integral to a spoon. I guess the head of a nail is the the bit you hit. What's the what's the bit of the spoon called that's not the handle? Um, the scoop. I don't know. Scoop. You've hit the scoop on the, you know, you've hit the spoon on the scoop, because I was talking about this with someone recently. Are there more spoons than people in the world? Oh. I reckon yeah. Yeah, there must be. Because I've got more spoons than people that live in this house, and most houses would probably be the same to compensate for the amount of people that don't have spoons. I think a spoon is probably a more useful utensil if you had to pick out of the three. So if you only had one, I would go with spoon. Oh, we could definitely do a whole podcast on best cutlery, but yeah, spoon is hands down best. You eat most dinners with a spoon. Yeah. Fork is more like specialised, right? Yeah, and like if you're... Like, everyone's cut something on the side with a spoon. So it's, it's basically a knife. And then, like, you can't have soup with any other utensil. So it's it's got it's got them beat hands down there. Yeah, I'd definitely go spoon um, as best utensil. So you, reckon more, so you reckon more spoons than people? Yeah, I reckon there'd be a... Look how many of those, like, party packs of... Going back to your poem, that's almost by loads of spoons... You can. You can buy like a thousand spoons and there's no shortage. And if you keep them all to yourself, that's like thousand to one ratio. Yeah. So that makes up for 999 people who don't own a spoon. It's pretty good odds. It's like that, what's the, um, do you think there's more doors or wheels argument? Oh, doors or wheels? Or car, you can... Cars, cars, cars even out. Even themselves out. Mostly. Uh, you got four, four for the most trucks, part. Trucks, though. Yeah, you got sixteen wheelers. But like, what? What? Where do you draw the line? A door is like a pantry door. A door. 
is like the door to your soul. Is that a door? And like, hmm. That is a question. It's more um, philosophical, I suppose. Well, let's take this run. But also, like, what's a what is a what is a wheel? It's like a like a cog in a machine kind of a wheel, or does it have to be specifically used to roll something somewhere? I'd say a wheel is used for transporting something, isn't it? Yeah. And what's a door? A door is just a, a conceals do- something. I guess so. Like they're pretty much opposites. A wheel's trying to get things out there and spread the word about them and go and explore the world. A door's like keeping things hidden away. And it's like, or don't see the real world. Is a door itself. just like a more friendly wall that has the opportunity to open up? Yeah. So your average wall is generally quite unfriendly. Yeah, quite dismissive, I think, of most things. Okay. Um, I've never thought of it like that before. Like, if you had a house with no doors, it's very unfriendly. Yeah, not really practical either. Yeah. Hard to break into. Or out of. Yeah. Oh, we, oh, yeah, I guess we're kind of touching on the <laughs> idea of prison here, aren't we? Okay. So if there's more spoons than people, every developed country surely has multiple spoon factories. Places pumping out. What country do you think makes the most spoons? Denmark. Don't know why. Don't know where that came from. I'm going to Google highest Google. spoon creation. Per capita or just mass gross? Uh, I was going to go with gross, but if you want to get more specific about Don't it. Don't Google gross spoons. <laughs> gross spoon. Um... And while you're doing that, my point is that is there just a time where people have to say, no, just stop making spoons? Like, I know you're very good at it, but there's enough. Like, we don't need any more. Uh, yeah, that's capitalism, though. It's never going to happen. You have to make more profit than the last amount of profit you made. You can't just make regular profit. You have to have all the profit. So you've got... So a... the, the big spoon, big spoon is really just going out here making more spoons than needed. You're never going to guess... It's China. Not known for making anything, really. So it's wild that they make spoons. Denmark was an interesting choice, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't think you genuinely believed you were correct. But how good if it was true? Like, that would have been... Oh, what's the difference between cutlery and silverware? Oh, let me guess. Um, Silverware is made of silver. Cutlery can be made of any old thing. Dirt, leaves... Wasp's nests. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, it's it's literally just uh, silverware is anything made from silver. <laughs> Why was that a commonly asked question? Who knows? So is there goldware and platinumware? No, they'd just be flatware, I guess. Specifically, not silverware. Flatware. That's like what it's like what it's called. What? Like cutlery. Oh, like, because you have it in your flat? No, I don't know. I assume that came up. No, it's because they're relatively flat items. I've never heard that term. Yeah. Also, I like that it's like, yeah, for, like, they're not flat, but, like, you don't want to split hairs. They're mostly flat, so let's just call them flatware. The key defining feature of a spoon is its curvature. 
Well, yeah, because <laughs> spoon wasn't curved, you couldn't get anything in it, right? Look, I think we need to um, just go to the dictionary people and be like, mm, Oxford, you you need to rename some things. Let me guess, the defining feature of a knife is its jagged edge, and the defining feature of a fork is its prongs. It does say more specifically plates and saucers, which are more flat, but also they are curved as well, so I'm going to stand by what I'm talking about. Kapai, I think, I think we may have exhausted spoon chat. That's what you think. This is hours more of this. <laughs> On to Tesco's. No. Um, so, Daniel, has anything popped into mind of? You have to do a poem, but anything that you've found or come across word-wise that's worth note. Um, not specifically word-wise, but I did overhear, like, a fun conversation the other day that I think could be good fodder for a, uh, a poem. And it was, um, like, I don't know if you know this, but, like, the thing that people seem to do with the new phones is, like, take a photo of the moon. And that's how you, you show off how good your phone camera is. It's like, you can get, like, the detail of the moon by taking oh, a yeah. photo. Um, and someone thought it was a bit off that you could get such good photos of the moon from, like, I think it was specifically androids. What um, what they found out was that, I don't know, I want to say Samsung because that's just the phone I have, but like, the, the phone was filling in the information because we know what that side of the moon looks like. So you take a photo and it's like, oh, I recognize it's the moon. We'll add detail to it and the way the guy oh. found out was he got a blurry picture of the moon and printed it off and took a photo of that and it in the photo it added all this extra detail uh, okay. so you could make uh some sort of poem there about uh android robots uh lying about aliens by replacing photos of the moon on your phone oh, that a long last sentence yeah let me get my head around again can you say it again if you can remember uh well androids because of Android phones, but you could you could take it more literally and have, have fun with the play on words if you will. There's some word play there. Um, and they're like maybe hiding the existence of aliens by when you take photos of the moon, it replaces it with their own uh, brainwashing photo mm. on your phone and you'll never know. Excellent finding, Daniel. Yeah. Maybe I like your suggestion of, oh, maybe you could write a poem about this. Maybe that's how this season will work. And you as guest one, or episode one, what you find, I go away, write a poem, read it out on episode two. Oh, yeah. So that means you have to listen to it. So that's one listener. Yeah. But that means you kind of miss out on maybe on the last This one. still kind of worked, though, because Jojo picked the spoon poem, technically. Jojo, yeah, Jojo. So he was, he was um, guest number zero. Yep. Um, and maybe we'll get you back on the end. Or oh, no. Whoever's on the last episode will suggest a poem and then maybe I'll give you a ring or something to read you the poem they pick and it will finish the loop. So Ooh, it? Full circle. A loop finisher. Like navigating the edge of a spoon and then carrying on from Yeah, I was trying to think of a spoon thing. Like, I was, was going to go with you and you're like, you scoop like a, something soft like ice cream or yogurt or something and it does like a curl. And it goes back around. Yeah, that's quite satisfying. Yeah. Like a wave. A creamy wave. Uh, yeah, no, I shouldn't have said that. 
Um, alrighty. So that oh, that section Daniel was called finders keepers because you know that's the saying to do yep. found no say. Yeah, I've found a thing and kept it before. Yeah, so I found those words out of someone's mouth in Leicester and made a poem that I'm keeping. So finders keepers. Ha. Well, everyone listening can also keep it in their hearts. Yeah, but only hearts. Copyright. <laughs> TM. Um, so moving on to the next section. I do like the idea of trademarking and copywriting something you stole. Yeah. <laughs> Overtly. Like, I'm stealing this and then they copywriting. They remember they said it. Yeah. Um, it's the American patent system coming back, right? If they end up listening to this podcast, I'll be super stoked. Um, so this, I say next section, it's the other section is called lost and found which is more play on words because that's the thing that people say to do with found um so as i explained about half an hour ago daniel you can pick a song lyric where lost indicates that you were getting the lyrics wrong and therefore the meaning was lost found is lyrics where you really found some deeper meaning or found some real peace of mind or inspiration from the lyrics so what are you going for let's hear it um i was having a think about this when you mentioned it before as a oh the cat's knocking on something knocking on a door yeah oh what are you finding um this wall opens (laughs) oh my god i could open this wall there's no wheels in there are there well the the um the handles handles are almost wheels yeah but they don't transport anything oh they transport the door open I think we're onto them. We're yeah. onto big door as well. <laughs> big spoon and big door. Watch out! We're coming for you. Big wheel. JoJo's coming for you. Um, I was making a playlist for my friend like a while ago. Oh, and just like just random music, and I went back and found a whole bunch of stuff that I used to listen to when I was younger, and um, I started listening to a bit of Radiohead again, which I've not like. It's been a while since I've gone back and listened to some of those old albums. I was listening to Hell to the Thief and the 2 plus 2 equals 5 song. Um, and towards the end, the lyrics are just like, uh, you have not been paying attention. And it just sort of keeps on going over and over. Um, and one of my friends back in the day sort of pointed out that it kind of sounded like you have not been penetration. And now that's all I can hear when I hear that song. So it's a little bit of both. Like, I've lost the original meaning of the song because I just hear this new thing. But I've found a memory of my childhood. Oh, interesting. So what was what was the misheardness of it? So instead of paying attention, it was penetration. You've not been penetration. Yeah. But it's making penetration... Well, it is a noun, isn't it? Yeah. But saying that you have not as been a human, you can be it. Mm. Which is can you not be it? I don't think you could I've be been a, it. You could be a thing that is the penetrating force. Because obviously, penetrate is a verb. Penetration is a noun. I'm a noun. But are you penetration? Maybe I am. Maybe this is why. I what if I just called you? Is that? I don't think it would work well, professionally. <laughs> I might. I think of another example. Maybe it'll be an episode two thing. So okay, 
Would you say that you're more in the lost or the found camp with that? I'd say it's pretty 50-50, because like I said, I can't listen to the song without thinking of that now. Yeah. So I've lost the original meaning, but I have found a new meaning. I don't want to make you have to pick as well and make it so binary, I guess. But what should I do then? Because I was going to do whatever one you didn't do. Okay, I'm going to point and you say stop and whatever one I'm pointing at, I'll do that. I really hope the mic can pick up this little tab. I hope so. Stop. Okay, I landed on found. I only got two. Need to do some more, right? Um, okay, my found one. This is kind of, I guess it will be kind of recent-ish ones. This is a built to spill song. Center of the universe says, "I don't like this air." But that doesn't mean I'll stop breathing it. I don't like this air, but that doesn't mean I'll stop breathing it. Just in case you needed it. I did need that. That was beautiful. Thank you. Sometimes I feel like this is going pretty deep. The world we're living in, there's so much wrong with it. After my terrible crass one, you come through with some actual meaning. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there's so much wrong and... You mentioned capitalism earlier, and it's. I find it hard not to feel like I'm part of the problem and could be doing more to kind of avoid some of these things that are happening. I mean, you've made me conscious of how many spoons I own, if nothing else. Yeah, you're the problem, Daniel. Yeah. You and your four spoons or whatever you got here. Um, but no, it's flying back to the UK, for example, doesn't feel super nice being on like a long haul flight. But I'm going to do it because otherwise I don't get to see my family ever again. You know, oh, you could just commit and swim. I could swim, yeah. If I start training. But yeah, this is what this lyric means to me. I don't like this air. Like, I don't like that I have to yeah. get on a plane and be responsible for his emissions. But I'm not going to stop breathing the air because it's kind of. You're stuck in the system. You're you stuck. ain't got no way out. Yeah, I don't, I'm, now I'm doubting myself whether this is a good lyric to pick because now I'm like, no, get out of the system. Hmm. But I guess it's me, I don't know. <laughs> well, Phil's having in, an existential crisis at the moment. In conclusion, oh, man. I don't know about anything anymore. I guess with air, there's no choice. If you don't like the air, if you stop breathing, you're going to die. Well, it's a little bit like the way you consume things that are necessary, like food and that sort of stuff. There's always some sort of dodgy food production happening in the way things are farmed or grown or Mm. pesticides and stuff. But like, what else are you going to do? Like, not eat? What if you can't afford land to grow it yourself? What if you can't do it? Like, you do, you can end up stuck. So I, I, I kind of get it. I think it works. Yeah, maybe that was just a bad example of the plane. I'm thinking a different track now. I'm thinking of maybe it's about comfort. And this is the other thing I've been thinking lately about trying to be as comfortable as possible all the time and how that's probably in a way not a great idea because then the more often you're comfortable and have everything the way you want it 
the least the less adaptable you are for when things don't go your way and you're not comfortable the whole stoic thing of like pre-meditation and preparing for things like torture and stuff so that if it does happen you're more prepared so maybe it's about oh i don't like this headache but that doesn't mean i'll stop having it like i won't take the painkillers i'll just have a headache and be comfortable being uncomfortable for a while yeah and the, yeah, no, you get, there's an argument for that. To bring up full circle, you know what's really comfortable? Spoons. A spoon. Getting spooned. Oh, we didn't talk about getting spooned. I guess that wasn't the... Uh... Is there more people or more people spooning right now? The, the first one. There's more people. <laughs> Who? Oh, imagine coming up with that phrase to to be spooning someone. For it to catch on as much as it has. I imagine if you, well, you came mean, out with it. You mean like just how famous that person would be to be like, no, like I invented the name, the term of spoon. Someone must have done it. Yeah. Or do you reckon it evolved separately in all continents? Well, surely the concept of spoons had to be invented first. So it couldn't have been it couldn't have predated the spoon. Or what if the spoon is <laughs> named after the Oh, what should we yeah? We need something to eat this soup with. If only we had something... And I looked around and saw two people spooning like if we had a thing that shape. When you spoon someone, is it that spoony? Are you your, it's your it's your legs, right? So like this is you sort of hugging, and then your legs kind of go into like a spoon shape. So your body is the handle, and your that's how I have always interpreted it. I could be it could be one of those things where I've just interpreted it that way, and now I've said it out loud. Everyone's gonna be like, "You idiot!" It's clearly the other way around, where you go straight legged and you bend over. <laughs> and I guess. Big Spoon, Little Spoon is interesting because there are names for Big and Little Spoons. Yeah. So why isn't, when you spoon someone, why isn't like, do you want to be Dessert Spoon or Table Spoon? Or do you want to be Table Spoon or Teaspoon? I want to be like Serving Spoon, baby. Oh, Ladle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you there was more Spoon Chat. Yeah, we've gone back to Spoons. All right, I reckon Spoons is a rich vein that's not been tapped into a not frequently mined vein adequately eh? um oh boy see what's in the book so we did finders keepers i think that was a success success we did lost and found so yeah i think that's us so namihi nui um thanks daniel first of all that's fun to have you on yeah oh, thank you for having me i think that's only number three in terms of face-to-face guest so that was fun oh i think this is the latest i've done a podcast as well after not as not to kind of fill in his catskin by night excuses or anything but you know after a full day of work and then three hours of um night class at uni. you sound like a big excuse here phil yeah well, <laughs> just uh what's your excuse then <laughs> i'm bad oh yeah oh yeah i can have that one as well yeah so we'll share that one um but yeah goodbye and also thanks to Jacob, who's done the music for this season again. He did the music on season three, I want to say. So thanks, Jacob, for doing that. And thank you, Ryan, for the artwork. Been um, annoying Ryan to do some artwork for a few seasons now, so really appreciate that. Love the artwork. Um, do get in touch. You can email me, uh, philandhiscapsicum at gmail.com. Also on Instagram, philandhiscapsicum. 
if you've got any lost and founds, if there's any poems that you've lost the meaning of through just mishearing the lyrics, I've got a few written down already for some people who have been in touch. So I'll use those during the season for sure. Um, likewise, if you found meaning with any lyrics in particular, share those and maybe they'll get read out. So that's it for season one. Thanks for coming back. Or if it's your first one, thanks for coming in the first place. And hopefully um, you'll tune in again. Kakitiano! One, two, three.